are you ready? Ready to transform your life and step into the person that you say you want to be. Ready to stop talking and start doing. I'm Ange, a health and fitness coach. And I'm Ashley, a Reiki master and energy healer. And we are here to help you do exactly that. And you're busy. We get that because we are too. But even with the challenges and chaos, you deserve and can live a life full of absolute joy, happiness, and purpose. We want you to join us in taking radical responsibility so that you can take everything in your life to that next level. Have the best sex of your life. Live in a body that you love. Let go of worry and stress. And live in total alignment. Your happier, healthier, and amazing life is waiting for you. Let's get into today's episode. Welcome back to the Transform Your Life podcast, guys. We are here with our special guest, and we will introduce him momentarily. I'm Ashley. Ange, how are you, my dear? I'm doing awesome, baby. How are you doing? First episode of February, your month, birthday, queen. Oh, that's why I had to put the red shirt on. Yeah. Yes. I, the love, I didn't know, but now I know. So I am uh, I switched my clothes right before I hopped on the podcast. So um, I was felt uh, called to red. So here we are. Anyways, moving on from my shirt and on to better, bigger things, which is our special guest. His name is Aaron Justice. And he is here with us. We met him online. We have not met in person yet. We will. Um, but in our breathwork course that Angela and I are both taking, and um, the first thing that caught us was his blue eyes. Um, but we started to talk, and we were like, uh, this guy is the king. We got to talk to him, and we have to podcast. So here he is. We are bringing all of Aaron Justice's magic to all of you. So welcome, Aaron. Oh, my. That was uh, quite the intro. But thank you. I am humbled and uh so grateful to be here with you both. I admire both of you in the group that we're in and now listening to this podcast and getting a closer look into what you do and what you both do and how you show up in these spaces and in the world as women has been truly inspiring for me. And now I'm a fan of the podcast and now a guest and I am incredibly humbled and honored. Thank you so much, both of you. Uh, well, thank you for being here with us. He's going to dive in on some of his credentials and his experiences. Um, but I do want you to know, Aaron, that we have termed you and both of us the blue-eyed bandit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you are in the club, you started the club, and now you know about the club. <laughs> I, I, I I like those kinds of clubs. I am I am equally as humbled and honored to be in this club. I accept, absolutely. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. And you know what? The synchronicity is so beautiful, Aaron, is it's the Transform Your Life podcast. Then you send me to your website. Yeah. And your website has three slogans, the last being Transform Your Life. So yes. what are the three things that you help people do in your slogan that you communicate? So my slogan is heal your heart, renew your mind, transform your life. And yeah, as soon as you like sent me the email with the podcast name, I was like, synchronous. Yes, this is a full on absolute yes, hands down. And but yeah, that's what I do is I use um, a number of different ways, hypnotherapy being my prime modality and method uh, to help people 
heal their hearts and renew their minds and thus transform their life. Uh, so yeah, and I'm, it's a passion, it's a vocation, and it's also a lifestyle for me. It's something that I have given my life over to and was happy to do so. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now in our breathwork certification, me, Aaron, and another gentleman by the name of Ant were, were separated into a group. And we went through this exercise where we had to essentially tell a story. And the really interesting thing as we were sharing the stories is, if I remember correctly, you went first in the three of us. Is that correct? I, th- I think it was. Yeah. I think I did go first. Yeah. And you started telling your story. And yeah. all I kept doing was going, oh, my God. We have so much in common. So let's take everybody back to Aaron Justice in L.A. I don't know how many years ago, but the beginning, <laughs> working in the hospitality industry, I believe. Yes. yes. Tell Absolutely. me about your life at that moment. <sighs> I was not in on this conversation. So um, for all the listeners, this is brand new to me, too. So here we go. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. And and the same thing when you started that way back when we were telling those stories, the three of us in that group, when you started telling your story, the same thing went off in me. And I, it's one of those things like, it's like, I can't believe it, but I also can believe it. Absolutely. It's just one of those things. It's so lovely when it's unfolding right before you. And it's just, yeah, it's magical. Um, So yeah, thank you for that. But um, yeah, I mean, of course, as always, the complexities and nuances of such a story, you know, it it's a long story. And for the sake of brevity, which isn't my strong suit, admittedly, I will just try to say this, that uh, for any of, you, any of you that are familiar with the dark night of the soul and an awakening story, that's what this is very much. And I was in uh, Los Angeles, where I'm from. I was in the hospitality industry. I was running restaurants. I co-owned a restaurant downtown. Um, and I was in I had a catalyst that sent my life into this depression that I quickly realized was a spiritual depression and an existential psychological depression uh, that was very deep and very specific. And at the time, being in that industry and in that city, I drank and I drank. um, My drinking increased uh, dramatically. I smoked cigarettes. I smoked pot. I did other things recreationally. caffeine intake, poor eat, just all over the place. I was working 70 hours a week and I was burning the candle at both ends and I was burnt out and I wasn't passionate about anything. And I'm a passionate person and an artistic and creative person. And I lost all of that in this life that I built. And I had a nice apartment in the hills and of course the restaurant career, all of these different things that superficially should have added up to what society often tells us equals happiness or having arrived at some place, you know, by the time you're 28, 29 years old. And I would look at myself in the mirror and I didn't like what I saw. And I knew that there was something else that was inside of me that I knew that there was another way, another way to live, another way to be. I knew that there was another the person that was inside of me that I was hiding away. And so I began this process of the spiritual journey and it started with my own work and reading and researching and trying to find everything that I could. Uh, And then a meditation practice until one day uh, in 2015, I just surrendered 
uh, and I looked out to the however you would want to term it, uh, the universe, the cosmos, the life force, the zero point gravity field, God, whatever name is fitting for the power that seems to be higher and all around and within. And I just surrendered and I said, I don't know what is happening here, but I know that there's something bigger and better. I know that there's something greater than this. And I, I want to be a part of that. I want to live that life and I'm not living that life. And I want to live to my ultimate potential. And I want to be the person that I can feel inside that wants to live out. And I want to use that person to help people. And I want to help people to get drunk and, you know, do whatever. Although there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not shaming that industry or that. It just, I didn't want to do it anymore. I've done dedicated 20 years of my life to it. And it wasn't me. And I wanted to help people in a genuine way. And at the time, the restaurant that I was co-owning with friends was downtown, right sandwiched between in downtown Los Angeles, if anyone is familiar with the area, sandwiched between the Arts District, which is super cool, hip, trendy area, of course, and Skid Row, which is one of the most notorious zip codes in all of America for the degradation and, and just the what happens there, what is going on. And I would find myself helping people in that area and being passionate about it. And I would look, you know, to my left and I could see past the downtown skyline and know that the Hollywood Hills there, and there was more money than I could even possibly imagine in those Hills. But then I looked to my right and the amount of suffering was just unparalleled. And I was standing right in the middle trying to throw a party for people. And I just looked at my, I just looked at myself and I was like, what are you doing? Like, who are you? What are you doing with your life? Like, what is this? And from there on, I just really couldn't go back to work anymore. My drinking actually increased and that became problematic. Uh, I started having psychosomatic symptoms and pain, ended up in the hospital with a series of small heart attacks. There was a lot of different things. Um, and so that started my dark night of the soul. And that was the journey of the ego death as a lot of people term it and really starting on the spiritual path and committing myself to my own path of healing and recovery. And then ultimately, coming to a place where I do the work that I do now and I happily help people along in their journey uh, in healing and wholeness as well. And of course, that's not coming from a place of, um, that's not coming from a place of any kind of arrogance and saying that I'm further along in the journey. No, it's me reaching out to people that are on the path and saying, Hey, I'm here too. Like, why don't we walk together for a little while and see if we can make it a few steps further together. Uh, and that's what I do in my sessions with my clients. We're just, you know, reaching out to help walk each other home a little bit, one step at a time. Uh, and I find that that's the approach that best, that sits best with me in my heart and soul. I don't know if that answered the question or not. It's kind of all over the place, but it does. Oh. So in alignment, I could just go, oh my God, Aaron. Uh, <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> all, all of that, like in so many ways, Ashley and I talk about it all the time. For both of us, hers was anxiety and intrusive thoughts after she had her son. 
And then it was like, I need to help women. And for both of us, I lost, I was on my own weight loss journey and then brought people along to join my group. And and I talk about this all the time. We don't pretend to know everything. There is lots that we don't know, but the tools that we try and we go, Hey, you know what? This might help you. We're on the ground level with our clients every single day, struggling, um, struggling to perhaps get through, I wouldn't say get through life, but struggling enough to say we're on our hero's journey. Not in this, we're entitled and we know everything. We're on our hero's journey. And maybe just that step or two ahead to say, here you go. This might help you along your way. And so everything you just said is so in alignment of exactly what we do. And so, yeah, we just want to give a high five. We knew we're We're a good sign and all around. Hell yes. yes. Hell yes. Hell yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Our journeys do sound very similar in that, uh, that place of just, what am I doing? I can't. And I, one of the things that we talk about and showed up in our last course that we were teaching was just like intuition. We think of intuition being this thing that shows up as like, Oh, I must go do this thing. Usually intuition shows up as like, I can't do this thing anymore. Yeah. Right. And it's like, I can't do this and I can't do this. Like, well, what's left? I don't fucking know, but I can't do this. Yeah. Right. And so I think that's really the way that you talk about that was just like, you're standing in the middle of like, yeah, like heaven and hell, essentially. Yeah, like, it was. It, yeah, you're in purgatory. Yeah, and going, it was. Why the for a party? Like this yeah. is not where soul shows up. So, yeah. I, thank you for sharing that. That's really, uh, yeah, very alignment and just that like walking home. I think the analogy that we often use is like going to the top of the mountain. Yeah, and that journey does. I don't want to go alone. I mean, I could I have to, but like. We, the more people that we have lifting, rising, linking arms, going together. Yes. That's who oneness is, right? Yes. Is that we're, all, we're all one and we got to go together. So I love yes. that, that walking home analogy. That's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Oh, thank you for all of that and that in that reflection and hearing that part of your story too. And like I said, when Ange was telling her story, I was just like, ah, oh. It's like when you when you like meet that common soul, you're just like, mm, girl, I see you. I'm I'm seeing you right now. I'm picking it up. I hear you. Um, and as what I, I want to touch briefly on what you just said right there because it's actually really profound and it's a huge part of my own journey. And I think it's something that's not talked about enough. And what you said about intuition coming in and dropping in and actually being something that keeps away or takes away or strips away or, you know, says that, oh, you can't do this. And I think that's important because so often in our journeys, we're looking for answers. We're looking for guidance. We're looking for that next step forward on the journey home or the journey or like, I don't know where the hell I'm going, but I want to go somewhere because I don't like it here and I want to be somewhere else. So like, let's take this trip. When I made that decision to surrender, There wasn't a step forward, so to speak, metaphorically, for a very long time. It was a lot of chipping away at all the stuff that I had put in what that direct path would be. And it wasn't an overnight, like, I mean, 
And I lost a lot of, th- I lost my business a lot, or I mean, I had to walk away. The business went on without me, but I lost, uh, I ended up giving up my apartment. I, you know, I had to give it all away because my life was so entrenched in these ways. And my ego was the source and base of all of these different things that was coming out. And that's the very thing that was like trying to, that I was trying to get rid of. And it was kicking and screaming. And I learned during that time that, so much of the spiritual journey that we hear oftentimes in spirituality or even religion is do this more, do that more, get this, get that, da, da, da. And that's not what it is. It's actually so much. We think the spiritual path is about addition when it's actually about subtraction. It's about subtracting all of the things that you've built in this life for this character that you think you are that are standing in the way of your experiential knowledge of who you are in the presence of real love. And for me, yeah, for me, when I actually saw that for the first time and opened my eyes and heard that, and then like dared to think that not only was I worthy of that love, but that I was actually that love too. And that I could like feel that and then like alchemize that and put it back into the world. It was my (laughs) for me. And then I was like, okay, this is a path. Let's take a step in this direction and let's surrender. Let's make surrender an actual pathway and a lifestyle. And I really got into the work of David Hawkins uh, and the work that he does. You might know the maps of consciousness and things of that sort, but he, he has a book on healing and recovery and a book on letting go that are just phenomenal. And it's about how to surrender and live in that space like that but um anyway i didn't mean to go off on a tangent but you brought Um, that up we are all tangents we are (laughs) okay cool when we try to do our show notes we're like we would love to be like we talk about this and this and this and this (laughs) no we hit record and then we go left or right but i i love that we surrender that's what we're doing here i know i was like you're 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 doing the work you're living it out guys Blessed Soul told us that we were very mature podcasters. So like here we are very mature with our yes. tan- um, but bringing it back to that intuition piece, that is something that I think, and I don't know if you find this in your work as well, Erin, that holds people back because when I clients, they're like, well, if I don't do that, like, what will I do? Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And that, that unknown. Right. And yep. that, where the magic gets to happen if Absolutely. you allow it and if you surrender, which is beautiful. Yeah. yeah. I have a thing since, since you uh, brought up those words, um, a lot of times when I first start working and I'll show it cause I have it right here. Um, when I first start working with people, they, of course they want to come in and they want to tell their story and I love stories and I love the data and I love everything they're giving. And a lot of times they'll tell it in a way of like, they want to be fixed. They want to be healed. They want to be, you know, which is not exactly, you know, what we do per se, but it comes out and they're going on. It's, it's this problem and it's this issue and it's my spouse and it's my job and it's all this stuff. And I just, I listen to it. I take notes. I hear everything and I bring it down. I'm like, okay, I'm going to write something down on this card. And then I'm going to ask you a question. And I want you to answer it. And I ask them and I say, you just told me all of that. And those are all great stories. And it's wonderful. But I want to ask, 
who are you? And you don't get to use your label as a wife, a mother, a husband, uh, your job, what you are in this, anything that you can tangibly lose in this life. Because you can, God forbid, don't want that, but you can. But stripping all that away, who are you? And when it comes down to it, they look at me and they say those words, and then I hold up the card that I wrote on. And I don't know if you can see it, but. I don't know. This is, I don't know. And that's what I tell them. And I say, this is the only issue that you have. The rest of this are stories that are built upon this issue. Because tell me, how are you going to possibly know and figure out all of these other things over here if you don't know the answer to this question? And oftentimes it's like, yeah, you're right. That's why I drink. That's why I do, you know, whatever it is that I'm doing to cope with the monumental stress of not actually having a firm understanding of who I am. Because we're, we're born into this world and this life. And really from the third trimester, when the subconscious mind opens, which is the level that I work on in hypnotherapy, we go into processes of conditioning. And that conditioning starts taking hold and taking root right from day one. And uh, yeah, and the foundation for what is going to be the self-esteem that we'll carry throughout our life is already set in place by the time we're five years old. And then what grows in the conditioning from that foundation. And so, yeah, it's getting to that journey because I loved what you just pointed out there and using those words. And I don't know. And coming to that place of humility, because that's actually the question that started my journey too. When I was in Los Angeles and was in my apartment with my things and my job and my car and all my stuff that I thought meant something, I was looking out the window and I could see the downtown LA skyline. And I was just like, who the fuck am I? Sorry, I don't know if I can say the F word too. Sorry. Oh, okay. yeah. I, was, <laughs> I was like, who the fuck am I? Like, what am what who am i what is happening here what is going on in my life and this like what am i even doing here does anything i'm doing actually mean anything and when i asked that i could not let that question go because i didn't have an answer for it i had no answer i was like i could lose my job my car this apartment all of that stuff bit of foreshadowing because i did end up losing it but i could lose all of this tomorrow yeah i mean it was really kind of like you know spirit universe's way of showing me like, well, you asked the question. So let's start taking all these things away and I'll show you who you are because you've built a life on a bunch of lies. Okay. And Aaron. Mm -hmm. who are you? I'm having some downloads, but I'll let you go first. Go first. No, 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 please go, go, go. No, 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 um, Ashley, Ashley, you go first. Okay. So, okay. We know who you are. Who are you now? Who are you? Who am I now? Yeah. <clears throat> if I raise that card back to you, who are yeah. you? If you raise, if you had on that card and you said, okay, well, tell me who you are. I would say I am an expression of divinity, which is unconditional love, the power that governs all that is and was forever will be. And I am an expression of that in light form incarnated as a human being living out this experience called life as one unified with many that 
goes by the name of Aaron. I love that. Yeah. And you know what? I think you should shorten it. So I just want you to sit. I think you, and, and the, like, and this is maybe a very simplified, but I would just say I am love or unconditional love. Yeah. Like, yeah. I do feel like, I do feel like that's what it is. Yeah. And that's, um. well, I mean, in a lot of ways, and this is where people come, you know, the whole love and light expression, light, love, love, light comes in with many people within spiritual communities. And that's what the expression is, is that love is the source and essence of all that is. And light is the actual physical expression of that love. Meaning that, you know, if you take it back to like the sacred scripture of, let's just say the Bible, since a lot of uh, people in North America are familiar with that, right in Genesis in the beginning, God says what? Let there be light. And then later on in the New Testament, we learn in First John that God is love, according to what they were saying then. So love spoke life into existence by calling it light. And in addition to that, if you think about the highest vibration on the planet is love. Yeah. Love heals all things. Love, And it's only from love that we are able to create. So the heart is the creative center. It's why as human beings, we are the only form life form on the planet that and create and it's because we have that holy spirit god essence life force energy whatever you want to call it inside and if we do it from love it happens instantaneously it's yeah. why generally not always but children what happens when two people come together they're in love they have a baby you have literally created life force yes it's supposed to generally come from a place of love. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And that that beautifully ties into, you know, the conversation that um, the listeners may not be privy to, but I was talking about these two ladies and how one of the things that I love about who they are as people and as podcasters is the maturity through that love that uh-huh. is that is palpable in what you do and say and you speak about and i attributed a great deal of that to motherhood because i do believe that the experience of yeah i something about that it strikes me as the most profound expression of that you know godly spirit universal unconditional love that we can know as human beings. I don't know that for sure on record because, and as being in, uh, a male form in this incarnation anyway, I won't experience <laughs> that directly. But from what I've seen and experienced and witnessed myself, it seems to be, and that's why like, I watch women like you of that certain substance. And I just like kind of sit back in awe because there's like a touch of the divine that you encompass and then embody that is just very palpable and it's very invigorating to watch and very inspiring of course oh well thank you i uh, i know exactly what you're talking about i don't disagree with you and there is um i don't know if you know who jordan peterson is yes but the things <laughs> yeah. very much um, so <laughs> Uh, I don't know if you're a fan or you're an anti-fan or where oh, no, you're. I, I have uh, 
12 Rules of Life right over there on the bookshelf. Okay. I've, yeah, yeah, I know. I know a lot of his work. Um, one of the things that he recently said that I just went, oh, interesting, is that um, you don't become mature until you have children. And I was like, and then I listened to the rest of what he said. And he said, until you have somebody else who you would die for and who becomes more important than you. And he said, it's not always children, but it's usually children um, that you are not the most important person on the planet. There is others in front of you and you would die for them. And that rarely happens in a partner. And that's definitely is super rare with friendships but when it comes to your children it is absolute almost yes. for a, um so i thought that was pretty just on par of what you were just mentioning there um so thank you for being able to to feel that because i do i do believe that men and women in balance that masculine and feminine is um powerful and necessary um but as women i think it's a huge blessing that we are the portal yeah literally the life portal literally a live portal from the divine to the planet like we get to carry souls before they're actually here in human form which is so cool but um amazing not with male help of course but um it's pretty able to to have that uh superpower yeah yeah Yeah. So I definitely want to talk about hypnotherapy and I have a question about that. But what I do need to say is my big download that I just had because my big download is I've been in the fitness industry for a long time. And my big download I just had right now with you talking, was like, how do I explain human? How do I explain what I do without saying that I do human design? Because people don't really care about the modality. They don't really care that human design is the modality. So I'm like, I help them figure out who they are. They already know, but I need a way to communicate that. And when you were talking about everything you were talking about, I was like, okay, this is how I explain human design to the person's like, well, what are you going to, why would I need a human design reading? I'm like, mm-hmm. to help them figure out who they are. So anyways, thank you for that. I had to like make my notes and jot that down because that was a very big, like connecting, connecting dot there. Love now. That. Love yes. that. Thank you. So good. Okay. Um, you know your human design, by the way. That's another sidebar. Uh, yes. Um, well, I mean, I'm I'm a manifesting generator, okay. uh, for okay. sure. And the numbers are six two for the. Ooh, of course, you're it? a six two. That's the same as Christina Ashley. Oh, you're an exemplary human. That's why that makes so much sense. I know the wise natural. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, is his i wonder if yours is conscious or unconscious probably conscious i would have to probably i would if memory serves yes but i would have to go back and look for sure it's been a minute since okay. i've looked it's been a hot minute it has no worries. no worries no worries all right so why hypnotherapy what led you down the path of like this is what i want to use as the modality was yeah. it beneficial for you or how did that come about Yes. So I was going down, uh, I was in talk therapy for years and I always had to put out this disclaimer. I love therapy. I love talk therapy. I love talk therapists. There's nothing I benefited from. It's wonderful. I'm still in talk therapy. Um, and I utilize it in my own work. 
So I was in talk therapy for a while. A lot of progress was made, but I went in for anxiety and depression. And of course, it was also the spiritual de uh, depression, the existential crisis, all of the above. I, of course, had leftover habits like smoking cigarettes and drinking and all of these bad habits. And I was committed to getting on a path to wellness and wholeness and all of these things. And I could not shake these things from me because they've been embedded so long in my behavior and my responses and my trauma responses. And I couldn't shake it. And my therapist and I, we had been, we kind of been, you know, like when you're either with a, a therapist or even with like a romantic partner where it's like, you kind of reach that period where the last like few months are kind of like at a stalemate and you're kind of like, okay, well, I don't think this is really going anywhere anymore. And you're both just kind of like, eh. so she actually looked, I guess she sensed it. And we were talking one day and right at the beginning of the session, the roles kind of reversed and she was unloading all of her stuff like that was going on at home and blah, blah. And I was like leaning in and like giving and like halfway through, she was like, wait a minute, do we need to switch? This is your time. This is your session. I was like, no, no, no. You brought up a point. I wanted to like say something there. And she started talking about like, maybe you should look into, you know, education more in this field. And, you know, like you don't really need to come and see me anymore. Like you're not anxious. You're not depressed. Like you're doing so much better. And I nodded because she was right, but also because I wasn't making any progress there. But I knew like in my heart, I was like, I've got so many things that like, I'm not, I'm not there and I don't know what to do. And I tried to look everywhere that I could. Uh, and I went back to reading. I went back to research. I tried to, and I kept getting these signs for hypnotherapy. And I was like, to me, I didn't know what it was. It was just like the thing that people did when they want to stop smoking. I was like, why? And so I looked into it and I just started like reading and watching and like studying all of this beautiful stuff. And so I went to a local hypnotherapist and I walked out of my first session and I literally said to myself before I even stepped off of uh, the steps there, I was like, I feel like I've done six months worth of therapy in one single session. And so, of course, I kept going back and I quit smoking cigarettes through it. I quit drinking altogether. I quit biting my nails. My anxiety completely pretty much diminished. Uh, I quit drinking caffeine at the time, which I drink a little bit of caffeine now. But at the time I was going, I I went uh, celibate sexually. Uh, I used it in every area of my life. Um, <clears throat> and I saw how powerful it was. And then I was started doing like the deeper, deeper shadow work with it and started doing the spiritual work with it. And I ended up finding all of the things that I was looking for as far as therapy and as far as a modality within that realm. And so I started researching schools and I found a school that was actually in the backyard here in Florida, in Tampa. Uh, Matthew Brownstein, a gentleman started, it's the Institute for Interpersonal Hypnotherapy, and he's the only man, he invented interpersonal hypnotherapy. It's his thing. And it's the only, uh, one of the few state licensed schools where you actually go and get an education and receive an actual diploma. Uh, but he offers four of them and the highest one being interpersonal and interpersonal is a brand of hypnotherapy. And this is where I want to bring this back to what we were just talking about, where you see the other person as perfect, whole, and complete expressions of divine love. And the process that you enter with them is that you are that too, and you're equals. And what you're doing in the room 
is trying to remove all of the things that are in their way of knowing and believing and living out the fact that they are divine expressions of love and created an entire modality on how to approach people and do that, uh, specifically based on a lot of readings that I that I uh, study myself, like A Course in Miracles in the Way of Mastery and some other things. So when I went, when I looked into it, it was just like, a, I think they call it the, the full body yes. When the intuition and the instinct and everything, the heart and the mind align, and it's just like, this is it. Like, absolutely. And so, yeah, I dropped everything and I began studying and here I am. So what does a typical session look like? So do you do virtual? Like, can you do one right now on us? Or <laughs> um, how does one find Aaron Justice? How do they come lay on your couch or do what, um, what does that look like for the person who's listening right now? Mm-hmm. Um, who's trying to visualize what this would look like to work yeah. with you that look like it looks very similar to this i do most the majority of my sessions are over zoom online i work with people all over the world i have clients in paris in hawaii in canada i have clients all over the world uh and so i work with people different time zones all through zoom and you don't lose anything by doing it um through you know a camera Uh, There's no, I have techniques that I can use that involve touch, um, but it's not necessary. And so really, as long as you can hear my voice, I prefer that we could see each other, but I've done hypnotherapy. If someone, something happened on a connection, which has happened like people, I tell people, make sure your internet connection is good. But sometimes, you know, things happen. I've had people, I'll text them and be like, call me right now and I'll call them and I'll put them. And I'll put them in trance over the phone and we'll do an entire session through the phone. So we can do it yes. from anywhere. Um, <laughs> there, there are some things, you know, like, you know, kind of like we talked about it in our group the other night, there are certain things that if I came to or came across that I may not do um, on camera or over zoom, but that's very rare that that happens. Um and so, but yeah, um, I do all of it through Zoom. I can work with anyone anywhere and it doesn't impede the modality whatsoever. Awesome. What if somebody can't be hypnotized? Like I'm thinking of, you know, the person who has, you know, saw seen a hypnotist for entertainment and yes. like, okay, now everybody's gonna like touch their nose. They're gonna think their name is Larry or like something that is, yeah. is fine, funny, but what if, you know, cause they say like one third of people can't be hypnotized, blah, blah, blah. What happens for the person who's like, ah, oh, well, I can't be hypnotized. So you're not for me. Like, what does that look like? Well, what I do to them is I don't tell them anything. I just ask them, I ask them, okay, what is your belief and what is your experience with hypnosis and often they tell me they either read something or they went to you know the the chicken cluck vegas show once upon a time in college or whatever and like okay that's fine that's called stage hypnosis it's not what i do but you know it has its place and i will often ask them i'm like tell me have you ever been driving your vehicle let's say you're just leaving your house going to work maybe you're coming home whatever have you ever pulled into your parking spot, your driveway, whatever, and you kind of like snap to and realize that like 
oh, I don't actually have a conscious memory of driving home. But like, here I am. I was so off. Or maybe in the bathroom in the morning, like you're doing your makeup, you're brushing your teeth, your kids are screaming over there. You're like, oh, Johnny, the oatmeal's in the kitchen. And you don't actually have, because you're thinking about your day, you're thinking about these sessions, your clients, your, all this stuff. And people, of course, are like, yeah, all the time. And I'm like, uh-huh. congratulations, you are actually in hypnosis every single day of your life and you don't even know it because so of what is, it is. It, so would the assumption that hypnosis is just accessing your subconscious mind versus your conscious mind be an accurate way to describe what you are trying to um, communicate? Absolutely. That's okay. a great way. I would probably just rephrase it just a little bit and say, just to make it more safe and say, what is going on? It's called highway hypnosis when that happens, or, you know, it happens when we're watching movies. Think about it. When you watch a movie and you get choked up in tears, if it's sad, or you get, you get, it's a comedy and you laugh, you're having an emotional reaction to something that you consciously and categorically know is not real, right? You're driving a car. You're coming to a complete stop at a stop sign or a red light. You turn your signal, you make the right hand turn, you stay in the lane, you go this, all these different things you do, and you're not even mentally there at all, right? Isn't that wild? Do you, when you're asleep at night, do you keep your heart beating or your lungs inflating and deflating, your blood circulating? No. Our subconscious mind is responsible for 95% of our behavior on a daily basis. And so, Ange, to to say exactly what you said is correct, hypnotherapy is the process of utilizing hypnosis in a therapeutic sense to put oneself in an altered and relaxed state of consciousness so that your conscious mind is relaxed enough that your subconscious mind is open. And in that openness, we'll take suggestions and then we get into is open to therapy as well. Does that explain it? Yes. Yes. So That's we're right. doing it in Florida. It's what we, I've already committed us to, actually. But we have to. When we're in Florida, there's no way we're not going to see Aaron and going to do this. Absolutely. I'm so I curious. Also, but could I want to Oh, you want to learn it? Something that has been like way in my mind. So when I read that on your thing, I was like, of course you are. Because it's it, you know, I just kind of like, maybe it's just my reticular activating system. That's just like, I'm noticing it now because yeah. it's around, but I do, it's like, it just keeps showing up. And the very fact that you are, and I, I didn't know that until, um, and sent me your website. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we were just smitten kitten with the eyeballs first. And then, <laughs> you know, we are, you actually do thing, things of like substance and coolness. So, um, I, but- I, I'm more than just a set of eyeballs. I, I know that's, this can be hard to believe. It took me a while to actually believe in that too, but now I do, and I feel pretty good about it. It's the gateway to the soul or some shit. So oh, yeah, uh, something like it. that. I don't know. I don't know. My eyes were um, like really red and bloodshot there for a period of a few years. So okay, well, we are coming for a session, but I do. I think that hypnotherapy might be something that uh, is on the is on the modality list here of things that I'll send I you. would say. Yeah. I'll send Please you do. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. Um, can you hypnotize us right now? Sure. <laughs> yes. Okay. How much time do we have? As much uh, as you got. Okay. <laughs> it's okay. Okay. Okay, for, okay. 
You're okay. I'm down to do it. The thing I need to know is will the people be, so say somebody's listening or watching the video, mm -hmm. will they be able to participate if they're curious or is it like just for the, uh, I don't really know how it all works. Here, here's for us in this virtual room and for anyone who may be listening, here's the deal. I'm going to go through this very quick process and the process is to allow you to go through it. If you don't want to, this isn't some like mind control thing where you have to plug your ears and don't listen to me. I'm going to come in and like take control. No, it's not what this is. It's just relaxation. And so that's what we're going to do here. And I would encourage you to follow along to my vocals and it will show you how non-intrusive and non-scary this process is. Most people come out, if people come in and they're like nervous about it, they've never been and they've seen some like wacky shit on, you know, they watch Office Space where that guy died in the middle and then he's like stuck in that, you know, all this stuff. No, that's not what it is. It's just a relaxed state of being where your subconscious mind is open. So most people come out of it and they're like, wow, that was it? That was like really just kind of nice and pleasant. And I'm like, yeah, that's what it is. So if you're listening, if you want to follow along, by all means, It'll be very quick and very simple. Um, and Ange, if you don't want to do it and you just want to watch, that's totally fine. It's not no, complicated. I'm, I'm, at all. Good. I'm good to participate. I just want to, I want us to arm the person that's like, yes, I'm doing yeah. it. And they're driving their car and we're like, hey, no. Yeah, no, no, no. no. no don't, not driving need, cars. Not driving no cars. cars no driving forklifts. No like holding your kid. You know, it, you have okay. to. If you are driving, this is not for the highway. <laughs> no, this is for at home, in a safe place, relaxed, chilling, yeah. all of that stuff. Okay, we've been um, chilling. Yeah. Make sure yeah, you're we, chilling. We're straight chilling right now. We're straight chilling. Okay, you chilling? Then join us. Yeah, if you're chilling, wow. join us. So <laughs> what I'm going to do is I'm just going to take you there quickly and then I'll just bring you back out. I'm not going to actually do any kind of work or anything because I don't want it to be too long and drag on and too much. And we would have to get too personal over the airwaves anyway. So it's just going to be a quick trip down and then back up. Is that okay with with uh, both of you, lovely ladies, and everyone listening? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. I want everybody to get nice and cozy, nice and relaxed. And we're actually going to start with our eyes open. If you have your eyes closed, yeah. Get nice and cozy and relaxed. And I want you to allow your eyes to remain open. And I want you to pick out a spot, either on the ceiling or on the wall in front of you. And pick out a single small little spot. And I want you to focus in on that single spot as if nothing else matters. Fixate all of your gaze on that single spot and just completely focus in on that single spot as if nothing else matters. Good. Perfect. Now, we're just going to begin to let go. Just let the day melt away. Let your job, your worries, maybe it's your kids, maybe it's your boss, whatever it is, just let the day fade away and stay focused in on that single spot. Now, go ahead and take in a nice deep breath and fill up your lungs entirely. And as you exhale, Think to yourself in your mind, relax, good. Just continue letting go a little bit at a time. One thing at a time, dropping down, dropping down. Stay focused in on that single spot. Take in another deep, deep breath and fill up your lungs entirely. And as you exhale, think to yourself, relax, 
Good. Now, in just a moment, I'm going to count from five down to one. And with each descending number, you're going to get more relaxed, more tired, a little bit sleepy. And when I get to one, I will snap my fingers and that will be your signal to let your heavy eyelids just close down. And when you do, you are simply going to let go and fall back into a nice, peaceful, relaxed state. Starting at number five. Eyes are beginning to get heavy now, but stay focused in on that single spot on the ceiling. Eyes are getting heavier, droopy, drowsy, sleepy, more relaxed, more calm. Down, down to number four. Eyes are heavier, droopy, drowsy, sleepy. Eyes are heavier, starting to blink now. That's hypnosis coming on, perfectly normal. Just let those nice waves of relaxation wash over you. Down to number three, more relaxed, letting go. Letting go, letting go. Down, deeper down. Down to number two. Deeper eyes, 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 droopy, drowsy, sleepy. Go ahead and take in one more deep, deep breath. Fill up your lungs entirely. And as you exhale, think to yourself, peace. Now, 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 down to one. Let your eyes just close down. Let your eyes just close down shut. And as they do, just fall back into a nice, peaceful state of relaxation. Just letting everything go. And picture yourself in a place that you adore. Maybe it's the forest. Maybe it's the ocean. Maybe it's a vacation home. Somewhere that's a happy, peaceful place for you. And when you're there, just follow the sound of my voice. And I'm going to count from 10 down to 1. And when I get down to 1, you're going to just completely let go and fall back into a nice, blissful sea of tranquility. Starting at number 10, imagine you're in your place and a nice golden white light forms above your head and starts drifting down, 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 closer towards you. Nine, closer and closer until it touches lightly touches your scalp and sends shivers, shining little shivers, all through your body, down to number eight. Down, down through the neck, relaxing. Down, seven, 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 seven. Relaxing more. Down through the neck and the shoulder blades. Every muscle, nerve, and fiber goes loose, lip, and relax. This golden white light makes its way down your spine, and into your lower back, where there's normally a lot of tension, but now all of that tension is completely dissipated. Relax down to number six, swirling around, down through the hips and into the upper thighs. You notice that the upper thighs also go loose, limp and relaxed, down to number five, more relaxed and more calm, letting everything go. If you have swirling thoughts, that's okay. Just let them relax and fall away down to number four. That golden white light makes its way down through the kneecaps. Relaxing, relaxing, swirling around the calf muscles and the shins. Five, down to four, down to three, down, deeper down towards your ankles, leaving 
all of your legs loose, limp and relaxed, completely calm, light swirling around your ankles, loose, limp and relaxed, three down to two, closer now, closer now, closer now. That light goes across the tops of your feet, the soles of your feet, and out through your toes. And as it leaves out through your toes, it jumps back up in front of your face and casts its golden white light encompassing your entire body, wrapped, and your whole body goes completely loose, limp, and relaxed. And everything completely melts away. And all that's left is the love that's in your heart, the peace that's in your soul. It reverberates throughout your entire being, throughout your entire body. And you feel an overwhelming sense of calm, the likes of which you've never felt. And you know that this is a state that feels so familiar. Letting go. Letting go deeper down, deeper down, deeper, deeper, all the way down to number one, where you knowingly, willingly, happily, completely let go. Now, falling back, bliss, good. Now that you're in this space, now that you're in this space, feel all of your feelings coming up. Everything, the good, the bad, the ugly, the joys, the fears, the shame. Hold all of that right there in that heart space, right there in the center of your chest where that love is and take in all of your experience, all of your thoughts, everything about who you are, and pull that into your heart space, and know that you are loved, that you are cared for beyond measure, and that your internal essence is this love, and this is your gift to yourself and to the world to your friends, to your family. This is who you are, and you are worthy of love because you are love, and your life can be in a state of peace. Now, take this peace and this love with you and embody it in every way and in every day of your life. In just a moment, I am going to count from one up to five. And with each ascending number, you're going to come back more and more to your full and regular waking consciousness. And when I get to five, I will lightly snap my fingers and that will be your cue. Too softly and easily, just open your eyes and come back. But we'll start at number one. Coming back just a little bit more to the sound of my voice, but you're feeling calm, yet refreshed and rejuvenated. Not sure what just happened, but it was a nice journey, nice relaxation up to number two, starting to remember those feelings of love in your heart, that sense of peace in your soul, 
and bringing it back with you, holding on to it because you know that's who you are. Up to number three, alive more feelings in the fingers and toes. Everything coming back now, feeling lighter, brighter, and full of hope. Four, refreshed, rejuvenated, and excited about the next chapter of life, where you're going and who you really are. One, two, three, four, five. Whenever you're ready, slowly, gently open your eyes and just come back right here, right now to your full and regular waking consciousness. <laughs> Holy fucking shit, bro. Dude, that wasn't oh, scary, was it? Oh, that voice. Holy <laughs> Holy. Oh, that man. admittedly not my best work. It was, you know, uh, oh, no. but a lot of times from there, I would go down into a different, um, I would use a different uh, technique and then we would go down even further depending on the kind of therapy and what we were going to be doing. And then once we got down there, we would have full on conversations like in that state. Um, and we would be trying to access certain things. Um, but that is one thing that I want to make clear for anyone, for both of you, of course, and anyone that may be listening is that a lot of people have this fear because you're talking about the subconscious mind. And a lot of people have a fear of like, what's going to come up? Like if, if I open, you know, a gate is something going to come up that I don't want people to know about, or maybe there's something down there that I've repressed that I don't know about. Like, am I going to find out that I did something really you know, there was that one time in college I blacked out or, you know, I don't know, whatever. Here's the thing that people need to realize your subconscious mind. It's really not going to bring up things that you're not ready for. It's a process and it's meant to protect you. And so there's nothing to be scared of. And as long as you're with a trained professional, whatever comes up for you will be handled in a loving and gentle manner. And I do stress it is important to seek out a trained professional when doing this type of work, um, as with any type of work. So, but there's nothing scary happening, no. It reminds uh, me of you, Ashley. I know you guys do different things, but you always, like when somebody comes to Reiki, you're always they're like, well, what if you find out about my cobwebs in the closet and all of a sudden that shows up in my body? And you always say, nothing is going to come up that's not um that you are not ready for and so yes. i feel like the sentiments of both of you and the work that you do really i hear i was hearing the same messages from both of you in yeah. April so many people that do this work are also level one level two you know are also very uh very much into uh reiki and reiki masters and it very much two modalities that blend well together uh very much so yeah Hardly. I can absolutely see that. And that's what makes me, that's why it had me kind of, it was bumping around my brain was just, I, I do the talk down. That's yeah. like a number one piece. And I didn't like for yeah. like when I was practicing at the very beginning, like when I had my level one and level two, and I was like, you can't just like start catching people. Like you need them to relax first. Exactly. That, exactly piece is like an essential piece to what I do. And I was like, oh, yeah. therapy piece is, um, is pretty amazing. So yeah, that was, 
I see Ange and I were both like wiping our eyes after Ange. Where was, what was that like for you? So for somebody who's listening, I want us to also like, what was that like for you, girl? I could feel it like that. So what it really reminded me of is when I had Reiki with you. That was like the first time I loved myself ever. And I was like, oh, it wasn't on my first session with you. But when I was finally ready to let go, that oh. when I when I showed up on that one day and it was a really intense session, I was like, I'm ready to like, whatever is here, these panic attacks, they need to go. My shit needs to go. It's like, okay, I'm ready to love myself. And so that's all that I pictured. And that's all that came up in that was like that overflow of like, you are divine white light. You are unconditional love. Every cell of your body is radiating love. And I couldn't believe how heavy when you were talking, when you were talking about like my ankles, it was like, how do my ankles feel that right (laughs) now? Like, like there was that sensation as you were saying, then the other part with my eyes closed, I was like, this voice, it honestly, it was so entrancing. And then I also was like, my thinky, thinky brain was like, how does he do that? It's like, no, be in it. Don't overthink it. Yeah. Don't overthink it. And so I'm sure that other people probably had similar experiences with those pieces of how does he make his voice sound like that? And yeah, it just, it was, it was wonderful. But Ashley, what was your experience? I loved the like the stripping away of like the day and the stress and just like all that is. Um, and then when it was just, you are just love and feel that peace. I was just like, okay, literally every single thing in my world that I'm worried about right now. Yeah. Like, yeah. And even out of that, I'm just like, who cares? That doesn't yeah. matter. Matter. All those things that I felt were like, ah, you need to yeah. get that done. Do yeah. this or doesn't happen and right um very like it was interesting i like it was amazing there was one point i wanted to laugh that's okay like i know i see it now i'm like oh my gosh that joy bubbled up and i was like no that's like you don't want to be an asshole and laugh while he's talking but that happens sometimes in session here too where it's like people so sorry. I'm like, no, like that is good. Yeah. Right? But I almost, I almost laughed out loud. And I was like, yeah. no, no, it just yeah. all there later. I love it. That's great. And I, I experience this with people all the time especially early my clients that have been with me for a while they they know they come in and that's another thing too is this is progressive so if you had you know just like meditation if you had a lot of uh anxious thoughts and you know like you uh angie were saying i felt my like my thinky brain come in and try and i just like had to steer you know you're gonna have that this is something just like meditation just like anything else the more you do it the better you're gonna get at it and it it happens fast. When I first started, it was, I had a rough time because I was battling anxiety. And of course I had like five different voices going on in my head at the time, but now I can count myself down. I don't even get, even get to number four and I'm like, bye. <laughs> just like, see ya. I do it on planes and people like look at me. I'll just like look at the number above my seat and count myself down and I'm out I wake up and then we're like in the middle of the country somewhere. But what happens you know, we had for the sake of brevity here, we had to kind of go through it quickly. But what happens when we get to that drop off point? That's what it's really about. The hypnosis, there's just a way to get there. But it's about what happens when we drop off that ledge and we actually let go and open up and people get to that place that you both were referencing. Uh, 
And I tell people all the time because, I mean, we're studying breath work right now, of course. And then as uh, I have a diploma in clinical hypnotherapy and part of my clinical training is breath work, being a breath work practitioner and whether it's breath work, hypno, whatever I'm doing, you notice people, and I'm sure both of you see this in your work too, where people will have that release, whether it's laughter or maybe it, it's crying or what, and their programming will literally rush in and tell them, no, 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 don't do that. You don't want to be an asshole or you don't want to look weak or you don't want to blah, blah, blah. And I, I, I will gently push people and just like, no, Hey, what I saw that smile creeping in. What was that about? Lean into that, whatever that is. You're not going to offend me. I'm going to laugh with you probably. Tell me about that. <laughs> and we talk through it. And it's in the expression because when we go through life, we have, you know, it's the Eastern Sanskrit term for it is sanskaras or sanskars, as people say. These are the, some people call it impressions, they're emotional wounds. That's what's happening is that when we go through a traumatic childhood, when we experience that awful thing that happened to us, when that boy that was so cute absolutely breaks our hearts and runs off somewhere, when we get these emotional wounds all throughout life, we're meant to express them in a healthy way. That's how we're built. But society doesn't teach us that. And so the formula is we're meant to express. But when we're supposed to express and society teaches us to suppress, we get depressed. And then we have this accumulation of sanskars in our chakra system, in our energy system, and their blockages to the vibrancy of who we really are and are supposed to be. And that's what, you know, breath work in these different modalities, just like Reiki is supposed to do. And so when you dig down, people will find that like they feel these emotions bubbling up and that's suppressed emotion that wants to get out energetically. And so lovingly pushing on that being like, I don't know what's going to come up, but spirit, you take hold, guide this thing. And people will come out. I mean, I can't tell you stories because of confidentiality, but I could tell you stories if I wanted to. Uh, I mean, it's wild. It's wild. I believe that. I believe that. Yeah. Leave it to, I'm excited to have like full Monty when we come we're like we're all in yeah yeah when you guys when you guys come down like we'll we'll just go and we'll, we'll just go full in and do it um I'm gonna talk to you know anybody everybody that's around when we all actually like meet up and do our thing um there's spaces right here there's spaces at my place um and we can do it and we can get in and do some fun stuff and we can all finally get to like cherish in you know, because, you know, we only have a limited amount of time in the group that we're doing. So and everyone has these incredible gifts to give. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking forward to uh, getting to like share in that time with both of you and, you know, our beautiful classmates that we're in with right now. Amazing. Totally. All right, Aaron. Well, we're going to put all the show notes. They're going to have all the information for us in terms of connecting with you. Awesome. But unfortunately, we are over an hour and oh uh, sorry. No, nope. no, no, we love it. Uh, we, honestly, we would love if our podcast could be four hours. Oh, yeah. I can sit here and like, talk to you two all night long for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, perhaps a part two, perhaps yes. a part two in the future. And perhaps it's live when we're all in Florida and uh, yes. and we hop into that. But um we brought a question back to the podcast that I used to do in the original podcast um, before I invited Ashley to be the co-host and we created mm -hmm. this magic thing together. And that final question is, Aaron, how would you like to be remembered? 
Mm, wow. The first thing that came to my mind, <laughs> it's just like getting like super esoteric. The first thing that came to my mind is like, I don't want to be remembered. I don't. I do that. That's <laughs> in my brain. And I'm like, is that my <clears throat> thought? <clears throat> thought? Yeah. I, um, or if, if it were to be, I, I know it sounds, it almost sounds like corny. I, I almost don't even want to say it, but if I were going to be remembered, I want to be remembered as love. Like that man loved people, that person, that human, whatever, that he loved people. I love that. And again, I'm going to take a cue from you and say, I'm not, I could like expound on that probably, but I'm not going to, I like what you said about that simplifying it earlier. That's great. And I'm just going to leave it at that. I don't want to need to be remembered, but if I were to, I want to be remembered as love. And you are nailing it. You exude that. I feel like that's just like with your voice, but just everything about you the way you lean in feels loving the way that you just the way you dress i don't know thing but like i love the like cozy collars that you yeah. have <laughs> oh my gosh, like i don't know anything else who dresses like love like you do so i just um i feel like you are i feel like the word embody is like overused and it's kind of annoying sometimes but i do feel like you are embodying exactly what it is that you're that means the world to me, especially coming, you know, coming from you. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Oh, well, bless your heart. Thank you. Oh. And before we say farewell, this is just funny to me because you're saying that he, about the way he's dressed, we dress like we're not in Canada and it's <laughs> and there's snow in that. We're, driving, we're dressing like we're in Florida and he's dressed like he's I love it. Do you, do you observe that? Like we look like we... Or going to Florida. <laughs> it's literally 80 degrees outside today. So it's like, I have a tan, but I'm in this because it's actually, I'm on the coast. I'm in St. I'm in the beach town of St. Pete. So it's actually raining outside right now. So I have like the, the shawl and the hat on that I had from like when I was out in the rain earlier and came into this. So <laughs> and Angela and I are supposed to get together for a business meeting today. And she literally, literally didn't come because there was a snowstorm. And here we are. We just like, you yeah. oh, Notice that I like, yeah, it's, just, I love it, it. it's funny. It's almost like manifestation, but like, I'm just pretending like I'm in a hot spot and you just make your <laughs> house so hot all the time that I love it too. But it's yeah. <laughs> I love it. This all right. Well, so good. So good. And we want to say we appreciate you so much, Aaron. We appreciate the way that you show up in this world. We appreciate all of the value that you provided the audience and we need to have you in the Empowered Collective doing something to share this brilliance in our global sisterhood, bringing your modality, your expertise, and really bringing this worldwide. So we will connect on that front. But guys, we talked about this in last week's episode, but we decided that for the month of February... um or for the month of January, we, we were going to give a free membership. And then we decided, you know what, whatever, doesn't matter when you sign up 30 days free, no matter what time you sign up in all of the year. So if you decide that you want to become a member, 
Come on in, join our sisterhood, and hopefully we get some guys. I feel like we need male blood, some male energy infused in there. Totally. I think we need to pod or put this podcast in there. Um, our theme, yeah, is spread the love. So yeah. you love. are love. You are love, Aaron. So we. That's gonna- it. That's it. I love it. Oh, so I love good. It. So good. So good. All right. Lots of love. We will see you next Thursday in Breathwork, Ashley. Yeah. We will see you probably in the. I don't. Know, I forget when our next chat is. But I love you. you Blue-eyed bandits are signing Blue-eyed off. Blue-eyed bandits. All right. Farewell. So farewell. Much. Thank Sending you. Bye, guys. Thank you. Bye.